Discussing teenage girls' interests and how they're often mocked, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So I think they brought this up today, and um, I wanted to tie back into like internalized misogyny, mm-hmm. um, which is something we've talked about before, and also just how it ties into like social media and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, maybe do you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I've definitely I think it's like such a strong aspect of internalized misogyny especially since all the things that I enjoyed as a teenage girl which were like stereotypically girly I like tried to pretend I didn't enjoy because I thought they were like silly and frivolous and that I couldn't like them without being mocked (laughs) um but really I just I really liked, like, One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer and the color pink. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like I couldn't. <laughs> I remember one time I wore, like, a One Direction bracelet to school and a kid told me to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I was like... And the thing is, it's not like they were bad, but they were made to seem bad because of their audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because society sees things that teenage girls enjoy as just girly and frivolous and just, I don't know, extra or, like, unneeded, um, a lot of the things that they do enjoy get, I don't know, often suffer from that. So, like, One Direction, even though they made enjoyable music, and Five Seconds of Summer, even though they made enjoyable music, were kind of, like, just typecast for that. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense? sense. Yeah, definitely. I think that I had similar experiences of like going through a phase. I feel like I went through multiple phases when I was younger of like, you know, being very girly mm-hmm. and loving pink and loving sparkles and like, you know, we were just talking about like loving Hannah Montana. Yes. And stuff like that. Like, I feel like that was. I wanted her closet so bad. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted all of, like, the flashy, like, pink and sparkles and just, like, all of it. Mm -hmm. And then that quickly turned into, like, not wanting to have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. And just, like, wanting to... I think it came from... This gets into some, like, therapy stuff. (laughs) But of just, like, realizing that like masculine traits and more masculine things or just like not even that but just like not girly things were more acceptable in society and more made praised you, yeah and made you more valuable oh as yeah a person if you didn't subscribe to like more feminine air quotes feminine like things that i that's 
Wow, that is some therapy. Wow. But but it's so true. I've never really thought of it like that, but I definitely did like uh, shun that part of me because uh, I just it was like the not like other girls concept, which such internalized misogyny. <laughs> yes, because oh my god, it's okay to be like other girls. <laughs> Start by saying that. But I felt like I had to strive so hard to differentiate myself just to, like, be seen. Because, like, all of us were just clumped together um, as one, like, stereotypical just blob of uh, people, even though all of us are individuals all of us have our own things and yes we all like we might all have um I don't know similar interests and stuff but that doesn't mean like we have to reject those to be seen and the things that we often ended up rejecting were the feminine things to try to try to be like more acceptable um like I'm not like other girls. I don't like that. I'm different. I'm I'm acceptable. Like you can like me, which is so messed up. Yeah, yeah. But it's just what we're taught. Oh yeah. Happen. It's just ingrained in us that like yeah, separate yourself from that or else. Yeah, be individual, which is so stupid because nobody criticizes all teenage boys for liking soccer. Right. <laughs> right. And like, oh yeah, it's sports, like manly. And I'm not saying all teenage boys like soccer. It's a generalization. Um, but like a lot of the teenage boys I knew, they didn't feel like they had to to differentiate themselves because they already had the traits that were sought after. Or even the just like just by existing they were individuals yes they didn't even have to prove themselves for anything i mean i i am not a teenage boy so i can't speak for them but i i don't hear as often about teenage boys like going through that or like Mm -hmm. um i don't know just like not having to prove themselves as like an individual yeah no i i have a brother and i never really saw them have to like strive to um differentiate themselves even though like they they definitely might have um I mean I know they struggle with identity issues and I mean everyone does Mm -hmm. because there's like a point in your life where you have to like grapple with everything society has told you you should be and then everything that you feel Mm -hmm. about yourself and I think that was a very like important turning point in my life like hey I actually do really like cheesy romance books and rom-coms and I do really really like the music that One Direction creates yeah and I love Five Seconds of Summer and um I I enjoy wearing scrunchies and friendship bracelets and all these things like I felt like I had to not like these things just to be, like, 
desirable and like set aside and like maybe someone will notice me because I'm different which is just why yeah no I totally know what you mean I definitely think so like in high school I was on the mountain bike team and I was the captain of it for like three years um I was like one of two other girls on the team um maybe three but for a couple of years like there wasn't any girls and um I definitely found myself like having this certain like pride because I was like hanging out with the guys and like you know a bro or whatever and um I think that that kind of I didn't really realize it at the time but I think that was part of my like I'm not like other girls kind of thing of like oh, I do this, like, you know, kind of obscure sport that, like, no other girl is in, and, like, I don't know, it was just interesting of, like, I really enjoyed that time in my life, and I really loved doing that, just because I love doing it, and, um, but I definitely did feel like that was part of my I'm not like other girls kind of thing. Yeah. I, I did crew which is a very intense sport, uh, and, like, I was, you have to, like, measure up to the boys, uh, I mean, you can't really measure up to the boys in crew, because they, um, it's, it's female and men's rowing, and male rowing, mm-hmm. so there's two separate teams, you're separated, and there's not any competition there, Yeah. Um, but, like, I felt like I wasn't like other girls because I was doing like these insane workouts and I was like lifting weights and going really hard uh and it was like stuff that boys in high school weren't even doing yeah I was like I'm not like other girls what I'm so cool but then I I really realized that like I shouldn't be fighting against being, like, being similar to my counterparts, because that just makes everything worse for all of us. We should be, like, building each other up, Uh, because if you try to, like, separate yourself from these, this group, your group of people, that means that somewhere inside of you, you think there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Like, you think that their interests... You've internalized their their interests that you might secretly be interested in as, like, frivolous. I'm going to keep saying that word. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, goes back to, like, I don't know, just, like, the idea that what we don't like about others is what we don't like about ourselves. And so definitely in high school I've had experiences like that of, like, you know, the, you know, air quotes again, popular girls, Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing them get all the attention from boys and, like, you know, have cute outfits and wear makeup, and I'm, like, you know, passing judgment onto them because I didn't have that, Mm -hmm. but I secretly wanted it, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to let anyone know that because that was something that I was lacking and that I felt insecure about, but, and so, you know, it's like a defense mechanism, and I think everyone does that, and everyone's insecure in their own ways, but... Oh, yeah, everyone's yeah. insecure. 
And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more because, like, once we realize these insecurities are things that are so widely shared, Mm -hmm. then we can all be like, well, why are we insecure about it? Because, like, people are insecure about the same thing, even if that thing is different for, like, everyone. Like, I could be insecure about my arms and my friend could as well, but our arms could look completely different. Um, And once we realize that, like, everybody has that experience... And we all, like, look different, act different, or our insecurities are, like, about the same thing, but that thing is different for each of us. Mm-hmm. And we can realize all of these things are okay. Like, all of us are okay. Why are we all insecure about the same thing when literally none of us is alike? Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And, like, the concept of being an individual, I think, you had to really strive to be because people generalized or always clumped you together with other people when you were young. hmm Like, I don't know, um, you wanted to set yourself aside, like, apart and, like, be individual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people make us feel like we have to do without really realizing that we are all already individual and we can have this similar interest. I feel like I'm saying, like, nonsense. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. I Yeah, the individuality thing is really interesting. I feel like especially in the West, in America, like, individuality is so highly valued and I don't know that's just a big part of our culture and to just like stand out which is kind of ironic too because I feel like a lot of people fear standing out mm-hmm. you know in fear of like being ridiculed or like kind you of an outcast be different, but you don't want to be noticed <laughs> yeah yeah it's a weird thing of like you want I think you want to stand out and have people like you for it mm-hmm. but that's not always the case and but um, then it just creates such a fear that if I do stand out, then I'm going to be ridiculed. But if I don't stand out, I'm just going to be generalized. Yeah, yeah. It's a catch-22. It feels like you can't really win. But I think you can win. I think that you can just learn to love and accept who you are and be okay with that, even if you are different in some ways and, you know, the same in others. What it all always boils down to is love yourself. But I think, like, every, most topics and issues right now just boil down to, like, self-love and self-acceptance. Yeah, definitely. And acceptance and love of others. Like, the world would be so much easier. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I feel like they happen simultaneously, but I wonder if one has to happen before the other. I... I've always seen myself as someone who, like, loves and accepts others, um, but uh, turning that on myself has been one of the most difficult things ever. Just realizing that I am who I am and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that there is nothing wrong with me being me. Or, and liking the things that I like. And I don't have to try so hard to set myself 
aside or apart because if I actually stand with the people that I'm like and that I love and that I look up to, my peers, then I'll be even stronger than I would be when I'm alone. Yeah, absolutely. So if all the teenage girls just united, we'd be an unstoppable army. We so would. (laughs) We so would. Jamming to One Direction and just Harry Styles. Yeah. And I think actually Harry Styles, like, took being typecast as, like, the boy band and really just flipped it and used the platform that he was given to change the world in some ways. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, he's just really out here being an icon. I know. He... Okay, so I was never super into One Direction. Um for whatever reason, maybe it was part of my internalized misogyny, maybe but they, they maybe I just wasn't them. into it. Um, I I appreciate them, and I, I know some of their music, but definitely... We to them a little in grade. We did. We did. That was a good time. That was a really good time. That was yeah. their final album. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. But, yeah, definitely Harry Styles is, like, out here just breaking all of the just like stereotypes of femininity and masculinity Mm -hmm. go him yeah yes uh and i think that's something that's important to realize like we wouldn't have harry styles if a massive army of teenage girls didn't rally (laughs) behind him right right um, and I'm not saying teenage girls were the only one who liked One Direction. That was just something that I was, like, so strongly criticized for mm-hmm. as a child. Like, even by my parents. Like, my, my dad my stepmom, like, went after me for liking it. And they, like, wouldn't let me listen to it in the house. It was it was a weird time. Really? Like, what would they say? Oh, it was called it, like, bad music. Um, and they said that, like, about a lot of, like... Like Sean Mendes, Harry Styles, One Direction, Five Seconds of Summer, which I don't think you can call them bad music if that many people like them. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it may not be your jam, but it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. So I, I felt like that was like some internalized misogyny that I experienced in my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting that even like your parents were aware of it and like judgmental about it, kind of. My mom didn't care. She just she jammed. She jammed out with me. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. Um, because since the world is such like a harsh place and it's a place where a lot of people feel like they have to pretend they're someone who they're not having a place where you can just really be you is, I think, like, the most important thing. Yeah, and finding people that you can be yourself around, that's, that's really special. And, I mean, there's gonna be people where you meet where you think you can be yourself around them, and then something just goes wrong, and it leaves you feeling kind of hurt. Yeah. Uh, And you have to, like, rebuild the idea of a safe place. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, that's something that the world really needs to work on. That people need safe places. People need to feel loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, what's the point? 
Yeah. You're just making people feel bad about themselves. What, how does that help you? How does that boost you in any way? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, besides like making them feel less insecure, but that's not productive or helpful. If, if you have to make someone feel bad about themselves just to feel okay with yourself, there's something. You go to therapy. Yeah. You need some help. Get some help. Yeah. I feel like there's like a, a sound bite <laughs> for that. We can insert it here. Yeah. Insert sound bite. That would be fun if we had, like, a sound word. That would be good. I'll do some editing. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, it's a Dr. Phil sound. Oh, <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. The world's just a weird place, especially with social media. Can we talk about that, please? Yes. God, okay. I have a little story time. Um, basically, I downloaded Instagram when I was in like seventh grade or something Mm -hmm. and I did not know what I was getting myself into at that time but everyone else in my middle school was downloading it and I was like mom I really want to get Instagram and and then I had it for like seven years or something Mm -hmm. um but last October I deleted my account um just because it was I was spending way too much time on it and it just became really unhealthy, and I was comparing myself to people. Um, I don't know. I just kind of got fed up with it, and so I deleted my whole account. Um, and life without Instagram is possible, which is something I didn't realize. Um, and it was great. I felt great for those months that I was off of it. Um and then just the past couple of days, um, I've been thinking about downloading it again and, like, making another account, um, and I did, and I, like, followed a couple of my friends and stuff, and I didn't post anything, but I was just, like, looking back through everyone's accounts to see what I had, like, missed in those couple of months, and it just immediately, like, made me feel so bad. I was like, I, I don't like this, and I, I don't want to be on here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was interesting. I feel like social media is kind of a phase that we're still really in the thick of, but at least for me, it's just not something that I see as being a huge part of my life anymore. Um, at least not Instagram. I think YouTube I watch a lot less recently. Um, but that was definitely a big thing. I don't know. I've never really gotten into TikTok. I downloaded it a little bit during quarantine and stuff, but I never got super into it. I don't know. I just think it's like, again, a place that just breeds a lot of comparison. And it was just something that I don't know, it just made me feel icky. At least being on Instagram the other day, I was just like, I don't know, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I have multiple Instagram accounts for all sorts of things and interests and stuff, and I've always abandoned all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, at some point, I'm like, oh, but... Um, and I still have an Instagram account. I 
never post. Like, ever. I'm, I, I'd say I post, like, maybe once every year to six months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got criticized a lot for that. People, like, are always like, why don't you post? You never, you're never on Instagram. Did you see the thing I sent you? I'm like, no, I don't go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I don't think I'd delete my account, but I don't really use it. I use it for, for things like some people I keep in touch with through Instagram, but, um, I, I was addicted to Instagram and I've been addicted to TikTok and what else? Uh, I have a Twitter. I never really got into Twitter. Um, but I was, like, spending, like, hours on TikTok a day. Mm-hmm. And I love TikTok. I, I do genuinely enjoy TikTok. And I support anybody who uses social media. But I just found myself, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, and I didn't delete the app. I just didn't. I just stopped going on it. Mm-hmm. And same with Instagram. I think I go on Instagram maybe once every two weeks. Dang. Yeah. Uh, TikTok. Maybe once a month if someone sends me something. Mm-hmm. I've posted on TikTok. I made some fun videos on TikTok. Um, but I also feel like none of the stuff that I, I made was stuff that anybody really wanted to see. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't really care. And that's that's something I got. I, someone criticized me recently for not caring. And they were like, <laughs> you just don't seem what? Like, they were like, so you just don't seem like the person who would like be someone who blew up on social media and I was like maybe because I I don't care mm-hmm. like if you blow up and if you if that's what you want to do if you want to be an influencer I love that for you I think you should do what you want to do but it's not for me and I would be the worst celebrity in the <laughs> world yeah um my my two main social medias are are twitter because sometimes Twitter's funny, mm-hmm. and I like to post random things, and I think I, I, I uh, tweeted the other day, uh, just remembered <laughs> that I once went dressed as a Christmas tree for Halloween, <laughs> I don't think I think about that enough, <laughs> <laughs> which is, it's funny, um, and then I use, like, Tumblr, mm-hmm. which, if you're on the bad side of Tumblr, that's a very dark place to be. Um, and I've, I've dabbled in it, uh, and it, it left me feeling terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so I, I've kind of curated what I'm okay with accessing on the internet Mm -hmm. and what I know won't make me feel bad. And I, I created that space for me. That's so important. I feel like that's like the next level of social media to just like be aware of what makes you feel shitty and to just like yeah just to curate it for yourself and to kind of put the blinders on a little bit and I've pretty much had every social media Mm -hmm. I have a Facebook don't go on it yeah I have an Instagram I have a Twitter I have a Snapchat I have Tumblr I have a Pinterest except I had a Pinterest that I absolutely loved and I had like, I don't know, 20,000 pins. 
and then I lost access to it. Oh, no. And it broke my heart. Because oh. I loved it. Pinterest is, like, the healthiest form of social media. Yeah. I feel like that's the only, like, way I can scroll on my phone is just on yeah. Pinterest, which is great. But I, I created a new Pinterest because I genuinely do use it for good parts of my life. I use it for art inspiration. I use it to find poetry, uh, to to come up with ideas for, like, crafts and stuff, or to look at things for my favorite TV show I love. Uh, and, but I also was addicted to Pinterest, and I just stopped going on it. I, I, I hyper-fixate on social medias, like, throughout my time, and then I just stopped. Mm-hmm. And people are like, why are you never doing it anymore? I'm like, I don't know, it was just kind of a time suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think one generalization that is really toxic is the concept, like, criticizing people for being on their phones. Mm-hmm. Like, it is okay to be on your phone. It's a, the, Your phone is a whole little world. I mean, don't ignore everything else that's happening in the world. But, like, your phone can be a fun place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, that's interesting. I was talking with my friend about that the other day, of, like, how much time we spend on our phones, and, like, we got the screen time notification mm-hmm. on Sundays, um, and, I don't know, I got mine, and it was, like, three hours a day or something, um, which I feel like, compared to other people that I know that spend, like, 15 hours a day on their phone, like, oh, man. I once um, got, like, a notification from YouTube that was, like, you spent 52 hours on YouTube this week, and I was, like, oh, but the thing is i i i watch a lot of tv shows and i watch a lot of youtube because i almost always have something on um in the background Mm -hmm. um or sometimes i'll actually like have one youtube video on and then i'll watch like a satisfying compilation just on myself while i'm watching something um but i i can't just sit there and doom scroll yeah like I have to have like multiple things going on I I think the most that I've had I've like been doing on art project had a satisfying video on and then been watching YouTube Mm -hmm. like or like something like that video and I think it's it's how you spend your time on social media and how if you feel as though it enriches your life or makes you happy Mm-hmm. that's what matters and it doesn't matter if people tell you that you shouldn't spend as much time on your phone because if it makes you happy and if it's it's good for you because i know that sometimes it can be mm-hmm. just try not to miss out on everything else that's happening yeah i think that's the that's the important piece of like make sure that you're happy and you're not just like telling yourself that you are because you don't have anything else going on but yeah I definitely think your phone can be a really powerful tool and you know it's definitely connected me with people and it's you know shown me a lot of interesting things and I made some I made a a best friend um through social media yeah especially now um since I'm doing college online like I have not met anyone from school and so I downloaded Bumble um 
and I met a lot of people through that and have made some friends through that which has been awesome yeah um and I don't know I just like I try to be just like aware of how I'm using it and I feel like now like I listen to a lot of podcasts love a podcast love podcasts um yeah we we listen to a lot we listen to a lot um but I'm like that's really the only like media kind of that I consume anymore it's just like I listen to the daily like by the New York Times and stuff and I've been trying to get caught up on like everything that's been going on um in the news and stuff but yeah just like I don't know. I I don't watch the news like on TV or anything, and I'm not really on YouTube anymore, um, and not on TikTok or anything. But like TikTok is so invasive that I'm not even on it, but I still know about things yes. that is like going on. I'm like Jesus Christ, this is just in every. It's like Ivy. It's yeah, everywhere. it's everywhere. So I'm like, I'm not missing that much. I still know what's happening. Okay. I like TikTok, but sometimes it's just, like, very funny videos that you, you scroll across. And it can also be very informative. Yeah. Um, but I I just realized that, like, I felt sad because of how much time I was spending on it. And then I felt guilty because I wasn't doing other stuff in my life. So I just kind of stepped back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like I have with every other social I think the only social media that I've continually used is Tumblr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I get a lot of criticism for, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I feel like, it. yeah, that's good. Oh. Um, I was going to say, oh, oh, okay, so I was, I was watching a YouTube video the other day, yes. um, and this girl was talking about TikTok, and she was like, I had to take a step back from TikTok the other day because there's um, oatmeal TikTok. Mm-hmm. and I was like that's fun like mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> and she was saying that people were getting angry at people on oatmeal tiktok and there was drama and I'm like how in the world is there drama on <laughs> oatmeal tiktok like what how is how is that where we're at right now <laughs> I need, I need uh, a granola tiktok and uh, it was really fun actually yeah. It was just a video of me making granola. Just like I it bothers me. How do people get offended by oatmeal? Explain this to I me. Don't know. And I think that that's that's something that the world really needs to deal with. Like not everybody has to be like you. I just mm, I am all for being PC. I'm all for being respectful of everybody. I'm yeah. all for not offending people, obviously. Yeah. But like are you gonna get okay I don't know I what don't, the situation was I don't know how you could be politically incorrect about oatmeal I don't know how you could get offended by oatmeal like I'm just gonna say that I don't know what the situation was Here, but let me see if I <laughs> what was the controversy like I'm very confused you, you, you keep talking about that okay I will I just uh, I understand being sensitive and I'm sensitive about things but I feel like there comes a point when sometimes you just have to let it go. <laughs> you have to be okay with people eating oatmeal on social media. I don't understand. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. 
know. Maybe people are angry because it doesn't actually look like oatmeal. It's like a baked banana type situation. But like, if someone wants to call it oatmeal, just let them. It's not gonna ruin the world. Like (laughs) a blended oat is called oatmeal. I think I don't know from from what the girl was saying in the video. It was like. These people were making these really beautiful, like, oatmeal bowls, and then they were getting criticized about it. I don't understand. What, what are we going to do about this? Like, uh... I don't know. Not like other girls on social media? We're not like other girls. We're not no. like other girls. <laughs> we like other girls. We are like other girls. We are like other girls, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I'm like my friends, because some of some of the other girls I know are the best people I know. I know. Okay. I, this is the other thing. I feel like on Bumble the other day, I like was scrolling through people and I matched with this girl on Bumble BFF and she is the cool, she's like, I don't know. Her profile was so cool. And I'm like, I want to be her. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I feel like I haven't always been at that place of like just admiring other girls for being themselves. And when I was young, I, wanted to order the exact same food as my friends. Yeah. Yeah. So we could be like, be like each other. And then, I don't know, I felt like I couldn't do that, even though I actually did always like the food she ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had to be an individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which also, it's it's not going to ruin my, my psyche if I always order the same food as my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. I feel like there's a lot of power in just, like, rooting for other girls, and I feel like we go through a lot of shit, and it's hard enough to be living in a patriarchal society, and I feel like if we're also tearing each other down, then we're not getting anywhere. No, we have to to rise together. We have to fight together. Yeah. It kind of feels like, is this going to sound weird, but, Mm -hmm. like, the, it's a patriarchal society that we live in, and it, like, we have so much influence over what happens just as young women, but we're being told that we have to fight against each other to, like, be individual and be, like, outstanding and stuff, meaning that we never, like, stand together and realize, hey, if we all stood together and did this, we could change the world. Like, hey, look, there's no longer plastic straws in Seattle. Why? Because teenage girls got mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Like, we're so powerful, but we're told to fight against each other. So the world, uh, it kind of feels like it's try- trying to keep us down. Yeah, they realized that we were powerful, that we were all powerful, and then they told us that we weren't, and and so we believed them. And then we fought, and so we started fighting against each other, just so they would never have to change, because we all rose up together. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there is power when teenage girls stand together. I remember in eighth grade, all of the girls were getting dress-coded. And then they banned leggings. Do you remember they banned leggings? Yeah. So every 
teenage girl wore leggings on one day. <laughs> and they were like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. We're sorry. You can wear leggings. It. Yeah. God, that's so fucking stupid. Right? But it was, it was kind of like in Moxie. When all of them I wore tank tops together. Movie. Yeah. But all of us wore leggings. And they were like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. That's, I feel like the wrath and the rage of teenage girls is just like unmatched but I also feel like there's so much untapped potential within that at least for myself I feel like this goes back to the internalized misogyny thing Mm -hmm. about like having to feel like I have to be like quiet Mm -hmm. and submissive and you know be a people pleaser and be shamed yeah, Except and that's just what like you're trying to make us do, so we can't stand together. Right, uh. right. It's just it's awful, and I I vote. I don't know. I felt like I kind of had to be just a different version of myself, mm-hmm. and I've recently been coming to realize that like that's not who I am, and you know, I do get angry, even though I've I get furious. Yeah, and I've just been trying to like step into that more and speak my mind and not fear being ridiculed or like I don't know just like to step into that more I feel like is really powerful and that's how we're gonna make change yes um I have a pen that says speak your mind even if your voice shakes and um I feel like a lot of the experience of like us and fellow people like us is we're told that our voice always shakes, so we should never talk. Yeah. Um, but that's not the truth. Our voice doesn't always shake, and if it does, our words still matter. Um, and also, if we're all yelling them together, nobody's going to notice <laughs> right. if our voice breaks. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is unite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All need to band together. Yeah. Because nobody's going to win and change the world if we're too busy fighting against each other. Yeah, definitely. I know, I... We could change the world. And we are. We are. And we are. With this podcast. With this podcast. Yeah, it's exciting. I just have really realized the value of my female friendships recently, and... It's just amazing just to connect with young women that are doing amazing things and have found their individuality. So what's it like to connect with yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, that's also helped me to realize parts of myself and yeah, to, I don't know, just like, I don't know. I know what you mean. I've, I've realized that... <clears throat> My female friendships are probably the most important things to me. And um, if I didn't have them, I'd be very lost. Because without a doubt, they are the most loyal people I know. Yeah. They stand by you. They protect you. They fight for you. Um, And just the power that, like, a group of friends like us has is insane yeah 
It's hard to find that, though. It's really difficult. And I feel like I struggled with that a lot in high school of just, like, calling the wrong people my best friends and putting my trust in the wrong people. Um, And that was something I had to learn about myself and to just, like, make sure I... I am being friends with the right people that also have the same values as me. Um, But I feel like I'm finding that a lot more recently. And it's just been really exciting to have these women in my life that are just powerful and amazing. And I'm like, I want to be just like you. And you can be. Yeah. And I am. And we are all like each other. And it's exciting. (laughs) This was, I think this was really good. I think this was really good, too. I'm excited. I always enjoy talking to you about these things. Me, too. You have such a wise perspective on things. And well, I, so do you. I'm excited to have these conversations. Yay. I'm so excited to have, like, the really, like, fun ones. I know. I'm not saying these aren't fun. These are these are very fun. Yeah. I think they're important conversations that need to be had and possibly heard by the five people that listen. Yeah, thank you um, to our five listeners. We really appreciate you guys. We love you. We love you. We're here for you. Um, yes, we're always here for you. <laughs> we'll just keep talking. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think this this podcast is really good for me, and I'm glad I can do it with you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be good, and we're just gonna keep growing and keep learning and learning from each other and from the world and fighting yeah definitely fighting a good fight sweet thank you guys so much for listening um we really appreciate it and i hope that most of this made sense if If not we're okay with that it's okay we're chaotic yeah it's part of it it's part of what you signed up for Yeah. (laughs) yeah um and i think that some of the most beautiful things are found in the chaos Genuinely, I do. Definitely. Absolutely. If this year has shown me anything, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Sometimes chaos can, can be freeing, and I think making sense is overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of the best poetry I've ever read just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm like, those words don't go together, but I love it. But I love it. Yeah. And then you can make your own meaning from it. Yeah. Like, if you're a misspelled word, make your own definition. Absolutely. Thank you. Maeve Flynn. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen. And they. And they's and them. And, and everyone. Just everyone. And everyone. Literally everyone. <laughs> Literally everyone. <laughs> uh, Till next time. Till next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.